0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sort yourself out for the FA Cup Final with some free, new and exclusive beers from one of the UK's best breweries. Our friends at Beer52 and Siren have teamed up with eight different breweries to come up with eight exclusive beers for you. Simply go to beer52.com forward slash paddock and pay the £6.95 postage to receive your free case of beer. I absolutely love Beer 52 and the beers that they send out every single month. They've got absolute experts curating and creating some of the best beers from the best breweries around the entire world. And this month is no different. They are teaming up with Siren on their 10th birthday. For the last decade, I'm sure you've seen them everywhere, Siren have been coming up with some of the best, most cutting-edge modern beers whilst adhering and looking after the traditions of brewing. Siren are known for their IPAs and this one here, Activate Deadline Mode, is no different whatsoever. It's sort of, I'd describe it as a kind of greatest hits of an IPA. What do you want? You want your tropical flavours, you want your illustrious mouthfeel, you want basically a complex yet refreshing IPA and that is exactly what this is. Then you've got the pastel pills which offers a clean harmonious flavour, everything you want from the perfect lager and at the other end of the spectrum you've got the dark birthday bourbon and nitro stout which is infused with incredible bourbon maple oak for a dark chocolatey, roasty flavour. And if you don't like dark beers, you can stick with the light only box. The customizability is there. Whatever you want, beer 52 have got it. And also, you're getting snacks in the box. You're also getting Ferment Magazine, which takes you through the journey of Siren's award-winning story. What more could you want and all you have to do he head to beer52.com forward slash paddock to get your free box of beers. And again, if you're not satisfied, you can pause or cancel at any time. Again, beer52.com forward slash paddock. That is beer52.com forward slash paddock. Hello and welcome to Stretford Paddock. This is the Paddock Podcast. Thank you to Beer52 for sponsoring us. Make sure you check out that link. It's in the description. I'm joined by Jay Motti and I'm joined by you at home or wherever you are on the beach, on the train, in, you know, a school perhaps, I don't know, in a teaching capacity. Um, We are going to be talking about eric ten Hag, manchester yes. united season proving yes. the doubters wrong yeah coming out silencing the yes. critics the amount of shit that he's had this season from before he even started up to his signings up to how it's been on the pitch how it's been off the pitch whether we've had luck whether we needed southgate whether martinez was too small he has shot pretty much everyone up and we, I, I, I will delight in nothing more or nothing will make me delight more than going through it piece by piece and proving and showing exactly how everyone can shut their mouth and see that Ten Hag is an excellent manager. How are you, Jay?
1: I'm good, man. I am. I, am, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. I like a bit of this, mate. I like it when, A, people are proven wrong when they've criticised Manchester United and they've gone early on criticising Manchester United, and B, when people are having little mini meltdowns, yeah. which I've seen a lot of. Like oh, United aren't even that good this season. The only done it because Liverpool and Chelsea didn't turn up. All oh, right. Uh, oh, sorry.
0: Should we have uh, asked them to win fucking thirty-five games this season and yeah. still be better than? What, what are you on about? Yeah, obviously. If if City and Liverpool, uh, sorry Chelsea and Liverpool, had have got more points than United, we would have finished lower. Yeah. Obviously, that's what fucking football is. I know well united only finished above chelsea because they got more points than them yes <laughs> that's what are you talking works. about that's what it boils down to honestly people are just well city ha- city haven't even done that well this season jay because they've only won the european cup because they're in it we weren't even in it so that's shit that don't even count they've only finished above united in the league because they've won more games idiots i know man it's, what it's, are you on it's, about
1: it's actually it's it's kind of heartwarming though yeah it's. it's like nice. because i remember it kind of started under david moyes where no one was annoyed with us. People felt sorry for us. People, like, rival fans were sticking up for the United manager, saying, oh, oh, you've got to leave him and that, because they wanted him to stay because he was so bad. And we were a bit of a laughing stock under Ralph Ragnick, if we're being yeah. brutally honest. We were. And under Eric Ten Hag, it's not been perfect. As i not going to pretend, it hasn't. It has, sorry, some of the away results, obviously. But in terms of what we were hoping for and expecting this season, I think he's more than done a very good job. Yeah, Top four in a trophy was what? Almost every night in front of I spoke to, he said, if we get top four and trophy, that would be a great season. We've yeah. got that, and potentially another one as well. And also, yes, away from home, not great, but he has he's done what he said he wanted to do after I think it was a loss to Saussi or whatever it was. He said, I want to turn on Trafford into a, a fortress. He's done that. Our home record is phenomenal. And if we can take some of that form away from home next season, then there's every reason to believe that we can have a title challenge. And also, <laughs> I don't want to... Sort of pile on these people because I do like both of them for different reasons. But Anthony Marshall and yeah have been collectively in the Premier League not great. One's been injured for two thirds of the season, so that means you can't use him. So no matter how good you think he is when he starts, he's borderline useless to you. Well, he's useless to you if you don't play. And Volkweghorst, for all his energy and his effort and he, the fact he gets stuck in, and I like the kid. He scored zero Premier League yeah, goals. Yeah, they've got
0: six goals between them in the league. We don't right. need to be So, okay, nice.
1: yeah. Can you imagine another manager who loses a player who scored 18 Premier League goals last season, replaces him with one who scored zero because he's got no money to spend, yeah. and another one who is injured all season and still manages to get third, still manages to finish eight points above fifth, yeah. still manages to win a trophy, and still manages to get us to another cup final, and also along the way, beats Barcelona. Like, well, let's have it right. That is pretty amazing when you consider yeah. Tottenham have had 30 goals a season, Harry Kane. Yes, Marcus Rashford has been banging in goals for Manchester United, but he's not a striker. He plays there sporadically, but he's basically an inverted left winger, he's a left winger, yeah. in it, who's wading with some goals. So, for Ericsson and I to do all this with basically no number nine, yeah. it's ridiculous. Well, on
0: that number nine thing, and I've, I've got my phone because I've got the Premier League here. If you look at how many goals scored per point gained, okay. so essentially... Like, we're struggling to score goals at the minute, so we've had to do very well in that regard. City have scored 94 goals, have uh, accrued 89 points. Yeah? yeah. Arsenal scored 88, accrued 84. Both of them have scored more goals than they've got points, but are roughly one-to-one. Okay. You look at Newcastle, 68 68 goals, 71 points. Again, thereabouts. Uh, Liverpool, 75 goals, 67 points, outscoring their goals. Um, If you look up and down the league, we're talking about this the other day, you will see a trend of roughly, except Leicester who, who are massively underperforming, uh, a trend of roughly a goal is worth roughly a point. Okay. For instance, Brentford have scored 58 point, uh, goals, got 59 points. Um, Man United have by far the best goal-scored-to-points-earned ratio. We've got 75 points off of 58 goals. No one is even close so the fact that Ten Hag has managed to, first of all, only score 58 goals, which is less than Brighton, less than Tottenham, the same as Brentford, like less than, uh, I mean, obviously less than than Liverpool and Newcastle and, and Arsenal and City as well. He's, we've scored less than all of those teams, and yet we've still managed to get 75 points. That is a testament to how we set up tactically, the transfers that he's brought in. Casemiro and Martinez in particular have been exceptional this season, but that is a like massively positive sign that he can turn 58 goals into 75 points because no one else is doing that. Do you know what I mean? If we could up our goals by 20, you're looking at a, a phenomenal season next year. And, and it's, it's to that point, like you said, Marshall and Vegos have barely scored a goal between them in the league all season six. And I think between them, they've, they've, they've cumulatively uh, appeared sort of 35 or so times in the league. Pretty much every game has had one of them in. Um, and, or, or both, to be able to still get 75 points off that few goals is genuinely better than anyone else is doing in the league. And that's, a, like I said, a, a brilliant sign going forward. So, yeah, it, it's mad how much criticism he's had. And we'll get into some of the specifics of it. But I also think if you're willing to go early, if you're willing to say Martinez won't work or you should get Southgate or whatever it is, whatever the criticism is, if you're willing to go early, you need to be willing to be criticised for that opinion. Yeah. Because you get lauded for it, you get hailed for it when it works out, like Gary Neville did with uh, saying that City will win the league comfortably. He got a load of shit at the time, but now he's getting all these TikToks, these tweets, these Instagrams. He's getting his flowers because he was right. But if he was wrong, he I'm sure he would have held his hand up and said, I'm wrong, you know, and I deserve the criticism. Because if you go early and you get it right, you look great. And if you don't, you look stupid. And then people call you out for being stupid. And that's the game. We're know, in it, they're in it. You know, that's I, how it goes. I, I don't
1: get the thing of going early as well. I went to that. Well, it doesn't matter whether you went or not. I watched that Brian game. Mm. Martinez had a good game. Yeah. I was say, saying Martinez and Eriksson are the two best players on the pitch for United. Yeah. I don't think he played that badly and against Brentford we conceded four goals one of the goals he fell over Ben Mee's header Yeah, I don't particularly think he was at fault for any of, any of the others no. unless I'm misremembering it so it wasn't like he'd had two stinkers no. he'd had a decent game he wasn't great by United standards the, the whole team performance but his performance was alright yeah. and he'd had probably a below par game.
0: A mistake yeah. where he fell over. He wasn't yeah. beaten in the air, he was on his back.
1: Well, I'm watching these games and I'm not going,
0: No, oh, I've bought him. Well, that's obviously where and Carragher also, came out and said he, he won't work in the Premier League.
1: Short memories. Patrice Evra dropped a stinker on his debut. Yeah, He got hooked at half time against City, he was terrible. But you trust that there's a reason that he went to the Champions League final with Monaco and there's a reason Fergie trusted him and wanted to bring him in in January. Get, give him a bit of time to get used to the Premier League. Yep. People were just going far too early. Just on his height as well with Martinez. it wasn't even his ability. He was always too small. Mm-hmm. How was he going to do when he plays against Highland? He played against Highland in the Champions
0: yeah. League and people just don't do their own work. Well, do you know why people said that? Because they hadn't actually watched him play. So, what are the things we definitely know about him? Well, we know he's five foot nine because it says that on his Wikipedia. Yeah. No yeah. one can, you know, I can, if Jamie Carragher came out and said, you know he's not very good on the ball. I don't think his tackling is very good. He doesn't read the game very well. He could be criticised that be- for that because he obviously hasn't watched him. Yeah. If you come out and say he's five foot nine, that's too small. You don't need to have seen him at Ajax. You don't need to have done your research. Yeah, yeah that's a You good know point. he's five nine. That is indisputable. So you might as well make an opinion based on the facts you do know, and rather than actually try and research this this guy as a whole. And I appreciate that someone like Carragher has to have an opinion on what roughly 250 footballers he has to have to be able to um, bring out an opinion on pretty much anyone in the Premier League and that's not easy but then don't use that pressure to criticize players who you don't know enough about That seems like the wrong way to do it. Why not err on the side of compliments and like positivity rather than now this is never going to. I'm convinced this can't work after two games when you've never seen him play until he came to the Premier League, which is fair enough. But then let's be positive rather than trying to like tear him down already. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. And even if you just held your hands up a little bit
1: and said, "I haven't watched loads of him at Ajax," it'll be interesting to see how he gets on in the Premier League. I'm concerned about his height. That could be an issue Yeah. if if there's crosses coming into the box. If you do not know how to deal with him, we'll have to wait and see. But to go, nah. And do you know what, though? I will give carrigan one sort of bit of credit here. Mm-hmm. Not a bit of credit. I'll give him a little bit of leeway here in the sense that not everyone has watched Ajax week in, week out. Not everyone has seen a lot of Lissandro Martinez, yeah? So it's easy to, like, you, everything you just said there is bang on. It's easy to go, I ain't seen a lot of the kid. I hadn't seen a lot of him no i cannot imagine life without miners now i love him but when we were linked with him i thought i was thinking if we don't get him it's not the end of the world now if we didn't get him it'd be a disaster we'd be mid-table yeah so i'm so relieved that we got him he's ace but i didn't know loads about him yeah is my point and obviously jamie Carragher did you can't not have watched casemiro
0: play football yeah, and working. And also, just before you move on, sorry. Yeah, at least Carragher has now come out and said I was wrong about uh, yeah. Martinez. Yeah. think he's given. He said it to you. Most. Yeah, he said it to me. He said it
1: to you because you called him out on it early doors. Yeah, and he, even then he held his hands up. Yeah. More recently, he's done an apology.
0: And I think he I, said it was his most surprising. Yeah, of yeah. The season, and he gave him proper yeah. credit. He so didn't, didn't just go, enough.
1: "Oh well, he's done all right He went, "Listen, yeah. I got it wrong. He's been ace. Yeah, he's my most surprising. I can listen. I can stomach that. He's held his hands up to look, I got it
0: wrong.'"
1: That's all right That's yeah. fair enough Graeme Souness Has obviously watched Casemiro
0: He must have right, You
1: cannot If you've watched any watched football watched Casemiro, For the last 10 yeah. years
0: You've seen Casemiro In at least Four Champions League finals Or five or whatever five. it was He must have seen winning At least them, those games Winning them Never lost one Yeah You've seen him winning five Champions Leagues, against right? Against a multitude of different yeah. sides. Not exactly. Like...
1: And not like he doesn't turn up in them games. No. Not like they go we won night in Sp- It's not Jonathan Greening. No. Not David May at the end going, yay. Yeah. Uh, do I get a medal? No. No. All oh, right, okay. I'm in the pictures. That'll do me. He was an integral part of those successes. Yeah. Yeah. If you're an ex-midfielder who's also a pundit, who commentates on games you must have watched Casemiro. To have watched Casemiro and then to have come out with the idea that he's only a steady Eddie is beyond scouse. That is just the scouseness just exuding from every pore in your body where United have signed one of the best midfielders on the planet and rather than you going, do you know what? He's a good player. You go, steady. Because you can't say he's rubbish because that's too much. No, that's... You can't say the guy that's won five Champions Leagues is rubbish. That's just psychotic. Yeah, that's just too too ridiculous. So you've got to go to the next best thing and go, he's all right. Steady Eddie.
0: Doesn't stand out in any way. Yeah. So sort of ticks along, you know, he, he, he's okay. Yeah. But no, he's, he's not any more than that.
1: Don't give five Champions League medals to people that are okay or steady. No. You have to be in the midfield. Starting. Yeah. You have game. to be mint. Yeah. And he was, and he is. Yeah. And anyone who watched him for United like, can see that. But Graham Souness, again, went early. I think the moment we signed him and was mm. like,
0: nah. Certain players as well from that Madrid team you could look at and maybe question who, who aren't starting every week or, you know, someone like a Rodrigo or an Asensio or maybe an Isco even from the earlier days. You can maybe have questions about them because they come in and out of the team, they're not always integral, they make a lot of substitute appearances. Casemiro started every game he was fit for for six years in a row or eight years, whatever it was, in a row for Real Madrid. There was no question about whether he was a steady eddie or not it's just he's a top player and that is it it's um someone here prethen muneri
1: turnham makes a great point let's just see where real are this season without casemiro they miss him in that midfield yeah they, they do you saw them get overrun against city for example not just City. you've seen it for yeah. time. they've not been as all powerful especially in the champions league as they have been in previous seasons yeah. he's that guy in that midfield he is yeah. so th- th- they're missing him massively uh lexus B- says boring soonest enjoy Europa on a thursday lad ross murphy says thank god soonest he's not on sky sports no more completely agree with that loads of people in the comments says uh, glenn f says hit the likes people yeah that's a good point other people talking about vote vegas being a low move yeah he is a low move because we had to get a low move because we had n- no money to spend in january yeah. and i think eric tanag to be fair has sort of mentioned that he's called it out and said you know, we didn't. We couldn't go big. Other teams spent in January. Yeah. We didn't. He brought in Marcel Sabitzer as a a low move and he brought in on a loan from Burnley just to sort of plug the gaps and and to give us
0: a different option and it worked. We've also, John Aldridge has has come out with an article today but before that let's hear a little word from our sponsor Surfshark. Hello and welcome to Stretford Paddock. This podcast is brought to you by Surfshark VPN. Now more than ever our internet reliance is increasing from talking to loved ones to streaming your favourite shows to watching any of the podcasts here on Stretford Paddock and with that increased footprint. So does our need for proper internet security. And Surfshark is a VPN service that encrypts your data, which stops anyone unwanted from seeing it. Another great thing about Surfshark is it allows you to see all of the great content from around the world. Simply sign in to Brazil and check out their Netflix. You can watch Croatian Amazon Prime. And when you're on holiday, you can still watch all of your shows from back home simply by changing it to your home nation. It is that simple. And currently Surfshark have an amazing deal by clicking the link in the description and using our code paddock, you can get a whole three months Extra for free. That is three months extra for free. In addition, Surfshark also offer a thirty day money back guarantee. Again, use that link in the description and use the code paddock for three months for free and a thirty day money back guarantee. Again, to Surfshark for sponsoring the podcast. Make sure you check them out. We've got a couple of super chats there before we get to this John Aldridge yeah. crud. Uh, oh, cap- I, 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 I honestly can't believe what we're about to read, by the way, this, is, this I'm, article. I'm, I hate I'm giving so excited to talk about
1: it. It's nonsense, but part of me is going to enjoy this because yeah. it's so ridiculous. Uh, Kyle Chester says, look after your backs, lads, carrying the channel. It's a team effort and... Other presenters have been doing some good stuff today. Yes. It's going to be there's a cracking video that's going to be out later on this week, so we can't be too judgmental or critical when you think you just see me and Joey. Yeah. There's a lot going on behind the scenes, and trust me, you're going to be buzzing when you see what we've got planned. Mark Hatton, who's been a member of the academy for 30 months, thanks for your support, Mark. Much appreciated. Says this weekend will be my first ever trip to Wembley. Had to pay through the nose, but I said I wanted to go this season. Hope it's worth it. I do as well for you, Mark. Especially if you're a United fan, I presume you are. On the uh, on this channel but you never know surname Hatton reminds me of someone but I'm sure you're a red and hopefully it'll be a very memorable trip for all the right reasons shall we talk about John Aldridge John Aldridge now firstly do you want to know a bit of trivia about John Aldridge
0: well firstly who is John Aldridge because there will be some people watching this who vaguely recognize the name but don't really associate it with a person or a a set of characteristics John Aldridge played for Liverpool
1: in the late 80s yeah he was a striker he was very, very Scouse. He is very Scouse. He was sort of a big Liverpool fan. You could fan. say painfully Scouse. Painfully. It was ex- like, yeah. I'm so Scouse, I can barely open my mouth. And um, he got a move to Liverpool to replace Ian Rush when Ian Rush went to Juventus. Ian Rush said when he went to uh, Italy, he said it was like living in a different country. So he's another genius that the scouses have had playing for him. <laughs> um, so he replaced him, a bit of like for like, to be honest with you. Did all right for he a couple. He didn't say that. Yeah, he did. Well, what do you mean he said a quote about when he moved to italy it was like living in a different country
0: so does he think that does he think that turin is a part of england
1: i don't know like living in a foreign country yeah this is what he said so ian rush when he went <laughs> to move he went to move on. to Juventus from liverpool from liverpool right at liverpool he was banging in goals for fun he went to Juventus, he struggled and he said i couldn't settle in italy it was like living in a foreign country
0: just so, like it, Jay. Similar, but obviously not a foreign country. He's but now you know.
1: got a new career as a tour guide. <laughs> I mean, just absolutely bonkers is, thing, bonkers thing to say. So anyway, John Aldridge <laughs> comes in. John Aldridge, who's a Liverpool fan, plays for Liverpool a couple of seasons, living his dream.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. He was, I think, the first player or the only player, I don't know. he was the first or the only player to miss a penalty in the FA Cup final against Wimbledon. He missed that. Dave Besson saved it. Also, a bit of trivia. Here we go. And this is a bit of a it's a bit annoying but i think he was the first player to score against a manchester united side managed by sir alex ferguson when oxford beat us 2-0 he was at oxford he went to liverpool and that's where he made his name so he's very very pro scouts and united he writes a column for like the liver he's done stuff for the liverpool echo he's done stuff for various he's, radio he's on stations on telly occasionally yeah he does right? he's on telly occasionally yeah. and he's done this for the sunday world this piece
0: what is the Sunday World, by the way? I don't know. We were talking about this before, but it feels I feel like. I like, yeah. The Sunday World feels like a, a newspaper from a comic book. No, like I a, think, it does Oh, always, I think it's Irish. There's it? a lot of Irish th-
1: stories in here, so I presume okay. it's Irish. So that would make forgive sense. us for not being au okay fait with it. <clears> but <throat> it's this Irish newspaper. So he's done this yeah. interview with it, like a column that someone's written for him, basically and the title says John Aldridge Mm. Manchester United got lucky in a strange season Good. Liverpool and Chelsea's demise opened the door for United to seal top four finish now I've got to just step in here because already this has annoyed me with just the stupidity of it Liverpool and Chelsea's demise opened the door for United to seal top four finish now I'm not an expert on football Mm. by any stretch of the imagination but Liverpool and Chelsea's demise might matter if it wasn't for the fact Arsenal had one of the best starts of a season in Premier League history. Mm. They've more than stepped into the void that Liverpool or Chelsea have left. Newcastle had one of their best
0: seasons ever. Newcastle have got more points this season than we got last season.
1: Yeah, so So those two teams have replaced. It's not like everyone was rubbish. No. Chelsea and Liverpool dropped out,
0: and Arsenal and Newcastle have stepped up. Do you know who else got more points than we did last season? Liverpool, for instance. Brighton yeah. for instance I think even Tottenham have Everyone down to Brentford Got more points than us last season So it wasn't like We just did the same as we always do But we got lucky No We have got 15 17, more, 17 points more points Than last season That's nothing to do with Chelsea getting Frank Lampard in no. Or Liverpool having no <laughs> midfield That's because we have got a lot better Exactly not just, oh, And also If you want to talk about teams awesome. Capitalising on unusual seasons How about the one that won the league When the world was in In fucking lockdown When you had no fans You had no fans You had extra breaks drink breaks or something they changed the rules i think on extra subs subs, extra breaks no one in no one in the ground (laughs) everyone was basically in a bunker for two years and that's the year liverpool won the league so don't start with oh it was an unusual season and united got lucky by it fuck me the kings of getting lucky from an unusual season is literally liverpool fc the only title they've ever won was because they didn't have the pressure of their own fans making them worse Fuck off um Exactly. Other than that, no, that I one agree Premier League
1: title, they wouldn't have just, you know, there's, there's an asterisk. So he says, the Premier League's top six has been settled in the last few years with the occasional interruption from oh, a team... So, so not settled then? Huh? Like Leicester, <laughs> when they had an exceptional <laughs> campaign. Yeah, this is the season when all that has been ripped up and yeah. nothing made sense. Yeah. Now, this is where it gets really good. For starters, we had a World Cup that should never have been allowed to take place stuck in the middle of the season. Now, what I love about this is that the implication that this world cup that was stuck in the middle of the season which
0: i agree should never yeah, have been yeah i there. agree yeah
1: but last time i
0: checked united just didn't get to play through it no it, it, we it, got all, <laughs> do you remember when we got a chance to get extra points by playing those extra games when the world cup was on liverpool had to stop for the world cup <laughs> yeah we just we, did, played, we just carried on we, yeah we played fleetwood four times
1: it was great because yeah, the other teams weren't even there because they were all, all their players at the world cup
0: how good was that yeah
1: that didn't affect us just tapping the ball into an empty net yeah. when we were playing liverpool because was no one there it was min, <laughs> right so that's just a nonsense. Yeah. Then also the facts that if you want to talk about Manchester United players at the World Cup, Marcus Rashford, Bruno Fernandes, Rafael Varane, Lissandro Martinez, all played a lot of minutes. Diogo
0: Dallo played a fair amount Diogo minutes
1: Dallo, sorry. Yeah. Minutes, you're right to use the term minutes. Because even though Martinez, for example, wasn't a starter, he played games and he played like 120 minutes in the quarter-final, yeah. a full game I think against Australia. Rafael Varane played 190 minutes in the final and yeah. every game, I think, up to then about one. Bruno Fernandes was playing a lot of games. Like All our main players, mm-hmm. barring the goalkeeper, yeah. played, even Harry Maguire. Who Maguire people sure. sure yep. People were sort of going, oh, he's not that great. They all played. Mm-hmm. So, it's not like we didn't have any players at the World Cup. No. It's not like we were like sitting with Howland who's just putting his feet up. Yeah. So that makes... Or
0: like Trent Alexander-Arnold who barely had to play. Yeah, didn't, didn't even all. kick a
1: ball. That was it. So, that makes no sense. So then he goes, that made it feel like two separate stories before and after the tournament in Qatar. Yeah. Right, okay. So before the tournament tournament in Qatar where we beat the likes of Liverpool and oh, Arsenal. Right. Yeah. And then after the tournament in Qatar when we beat the likes of Manchester City. Yeah. So two halves of the season, both of which we did pretty well in. Yeah. That's what you're saying. That makes no sense. Then he says the break helped United manager Eric Tenag. I can I can't believe that an editor has allowed this to be published. As Cristiano Ronaldo was pushed out of the club just before the World Cup, mm. and if the season was ongoing, it would have been a huge story. Right, I read that and I was shocked to know that Ronaldo was pushed out of the club Did you know because left? that was such a
0: small story. Jay, that w- no one covered it. It would well, that's the thing. I mean, if the World Cup wasn't there, it would have <laughs> been a huge story. But as it was in re- in the real world. Barely any column inches were, were I, given I, to Cristiano Ronaldo's you know what? explosive, exclusive, day-by-day, day <laughs> leaking every sentence like a new fucking TV show uh, story by Piers Morgan. We, we, no one, <laughs> barely anyone said a word about that, Joe. I wondered why at the,
1: tic- at the um, club shop yesterday they were laughing at me when I asked for Ronaldo 7 on the back
0: of my yeah. shirt. I thought it was just taking a minute, but uh, it's, apparently he's, he's left. left. Yeah, he's left, Jay, sorry. I, I, it's now I wonder why that, no one was joining in in my that, Viva Ronaldo It's a shame that John Aldridge had months. to break it to you, but yeah, but the World Cup basically stopped now that being makes a story. Sense. Yeah, so what I mean? I was singing Viva Ronaldo. Yeah. Also, also the, no the, joining in. the other thing as well is, it's like this sort of purposeful sort of stupidity. <laughs> because obviously the reason it was leaked when it did and when he did the interview when he did was because he knew the World Cup was coming yeah. up. If it wasn't for that, he probably would have just left in January and it would have been sort of not maybe not quite as discreet or, or or as, you know, covered up or whatever, but he would have just left a month later instead. He purposefully did it in November because the World Cup was coming up. Like it was all calculated by Ronaldo. He knows that. It wouldn't have just played out exactly the same if the World Cup I, wasn't I, on.
1: I think you're giving him to. you say purposeful stupidity. I'd take the purposeful out of that sentence. Yeah. It's just stupidity. And just unavoidable. It's just ignorance. It's just being proper thick. Yeah.
0: like honestly like you know they got lucky Ronaldo leaving yeah. was lucky yeah what's, what's always a good thing is do you know when you're top striker yeah uh, And one of the greatest strikers of all time yeah and one of only uh, four people at your club to have won a Ballon d'Or yeah um do you know when they sort of slag off the entire team structure of the club, owners and teammates... And the manager. Du- and the manager during a season. Yeah. That's always great for the team. It's so good for so many reasons. It boosts morale. Yeah. It gives
1: the manager a nice little breather. Yeah. Like, it sort of settles his nerves. Yeah. Everyone's on the same page. It gives out the right impression to everyone as well. Your opponents are gutted. Yeah. They're going into games thinking United have got their act together. Yeah. These, this is a proper unit. Yeah. This is a that- sort of a team of soldiers in the platoon together yeah. this is um
0: re- remember that uh, i think it was 2019 when um or 2020 when we played liverpool this reminds me of that where klopp where we had we had to use all three of our subs in the first half because of injuries yeah and klopp said it was difficult obviously we struggled to get our flow going after all their substitutions yeah like, oh sorry us having three injuries and having to make all of our subs in the first half, and Rashford having to, to play on, to hobble around, to hobble on because ankle. Yeah, that made your team worse. Yeah. Like you know, when Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> left, that helped things, and he took his goals with him. Yeah,
1: uh, that's always a bonus. Great. So
0: cheers, John. Then he says
1: here another big helping hand that has pushed United towards so the top So the, the big finish. helping
0: hands we've had so far is. The World Cup happened. Yeah, and that, that benefited United. United. And our star man and by far the most famous and influential player at the club, uh, I don't know, destroyed and decimated the entire team in an interview. That yeah. was the two helping hands we've had so far. Carry on. Yeah. So he says another big helping hand that has pushed United <laughs> towards a top
1: four finish. Yeah has come from their rivals, especially Chelsea and Liverpool. I'll start with Chelsea, as I can't believe the season they've had, goes on to say they spent 600 million quid, yeah. they put Frank Lampard in, they have been pathetic all season, and the That's players true. in that dressing room should be ashamed of the performance that they've put in. He goes on and on and on about that. He says, um with the money they have at their disposal, I've got no doubt that Chelsea will be back in the mix for a top four finish next season, but their slide helps United this time around, yeah. because only United benefited from that. And also, like I said earlier, no one filled that void. It's not like Newcastle or Arsenal had great seasons no. where they went on mad runs. It was just United that benefited from that because it specifically
0: helped United. It's so bizarre, isn't it? And also, like, this thing of, um, what do you say, United stumbled across the finish line. Yeah. Like, for barely getting top four. We were further ahead of Liverpool than City were of Arsenal. No one would accuse City of stumbling across the finish line for this Premier League. They won the Premier League comfortably. We finished further ahead of Liverpool than City did. (laughs) It was comfortable. There was one point after we lost that, what was the second game in a row that we lost? Brentford Yeah Where we were Four points clear With a game in hand Was Oh that, no no, like, sorry Recently Yeah uh, West Ham Yeah West Ham Were we four points clear With a game in hand Or were we uh, One point clear With a yeah, game we had in hand Yeah one point
1: clear We went po- down to a point And a yeah, game in hand
0: A point clear with a game in hand That is the closest it ever got Yeah Which is close-ish But Winning four games in a row or three games in a row, whatever it was, he's hardly stumbling If you look at it, line, it was like it?
1: we were top four all the way yeah. until we were top three once we got into top we four. We literally stayed. I think, stayed. It was, I think it was, that's how it works. I don't think we yeah. dropped out of it. I might be misremembering. I'll double-check that for a in a minute, though. So then he goes, this is this is where, again, it's so contradictory and it's so nonsensical. Injury problems were a factor in the pre-World Cup period. It's all about Liverpool, sorry. Okay. Then we get to Liverpool, and I would suggest they have had a disastrous season. I agree, for mm-hmm. once. Injury problems were a factor in the pre-World Cup period and having all the strikers out at the same time was a massive problem for Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, because you remember when United had all those strikers at our disposal? Yeah. Where we had... Oh, no, we didn't have Ronaldo, he left. Oh, we we didn't have Andy Martial because he he, he was injured. So we had no
0: strikers at all. Yeah. And we had to get one on loan from Burnley. Well, pre-World Cup, we literally... There were points where we had no strikers because Ronaldo was so bad or out of form uh, or injured that he wasn't playing or refusing to play, as it turned out in some of the games. Marshall was just out. Like, It's just ridiculous. And this is my favourite, right? This is where... (laughs) You see,
1: with all of this, right, Mm. the the get-out-of-jail-free card you've got is the fact that it's your opinion, right? So even though you're chatting nonsense, yeah, it's your opinion. So you can go, look, that's drivel, Mm. yeah? But to be fair to you... It's your opinion, so even if it's nonsense, even if it's contradictory, yeah. even if it's borderline insane, yeah. it's your opinion, you're entitled to it. Yeah. This is the killer for me. This is a season when Liverpool have been dreadful and United have been nailed. Oh, sorry, <laughs> nailed, hailed for making big progress under Ten Hag, yeah. yet they are only six points ahead. The problem with that is we're eight points ahead. Yeah. So not only is this ridiculous opinions, you've actually just started lying. <laughs> About what has gone on. You've actually stopped even bothering with the truth. Yeah. You may as well have said, you know what, Liverpool finished above United. If you're gonna lie, just lie. And after just all, just go that, for it. Just Liv- go. Yeah. And Liverpool have got a Champions League final to look forward to and have finished above United. And we had no players all season and we had to play our under 15s. Yeah? yeah? And we had to Eric train yeah. Just make up a load of stuff. Why? If you're gonna lie. Why not just make it even bigger? Just go the whole hog, bro. Don't (laughs) hold back. You're just lying about the table now, which makes even... Again, and I'm sorry, I don't want to give any credit to to John O'Jay. An editor's read this and just published it. So then he goes on, I'm sure United will spend big this summer, and if they get Harry Kane out of Tottenham, they will be a threat next season. Yet United and the rest are still a million miles behind City, and recent history suggests that only one team and one manager can close that gap. Again, Rubbish. Recent history suggests that only one manager and one team can close that gap. I'm pretty sure that I think Liverpool have finished second, is it twice in about seven years or something? Mm. And obviously they won the title once. United have done something similar other than winning the title. We have finished second twice mm. in the last six years or five years. So this, this myth that it's only Liverpool that ever challenged City, it's not true. They don't. They they finish on the clock like fourth, six, yeah. oh, sorry, fourth, fifth, fourth again. They yeah. haven't been. It's not like United and Arsenal. When you remember in 90, from 96 to 2004, United and Arsenal were the top two, yeah. exchanging titles, exchanging titles. The only title winners were United and Arsenal. Yeah. That hasn't been the case here. It's mainly been obviously City, Leicester, and obviously Colmby a bit further back, Chelsea as well. But Liverpool have been scraping around yeah. fourth. They have a good get...
0: season or two, and then they drop off, and then they have season yeah. the and they drop off. So yeah.
1: it's just, again, it's it's this myth. Yeah. And I just don't I don't get it. I just don't get like where it comes from, how you can just sort of get away with it. Um and then he just goes on to say, you know, the usual stuff about it's gonna be a big um sort of big summer for everyone. And he and he ends it with the Premier League has to hope Klopp and a new look Liverpool team return to form next season and give City a real fight. Mm. And if they don't, you can just write an article saying, Oh, they did and they won. Yeah. They won the title. That's the best part of all of it. You don't have to let facts and evidence get Mm -hmm. in the way of writing for the Sunday World. You can just go, well, that
0: was a great season for Liverpool. We won title number 20. This thing, uh, and I've said it before, but this thing about how well, they'll be better next season and I expect these to be better next season and these will be better next season and, well, you know, United have got lucky because these lot will be better next year. Chelsea and Liverpool and Tottenham and, you know, you keep hearing about, well, Newcastle will improve as well and Arsenal have got this young squad. Like, every single season, one or more of Man United, Tottenham, Chelsea, Newcastle, I mean, they're only just in the conversation, but we'll stick them in anyway, Liverpool, Um, every single year minimum one of them sacks their manager yeah every single year every year one of them does yeah Uh, i think Arsenal put them in there as well if i didn't say them every single year one of them has a bad season by their standards an uncharacteristically bad season chelsea have had a few recently like you said liverpool have had two in the last three years um you, you know newcastle have only just had one good season arsenal have had one good season all the rest have been outside the top four tottenham bounce inside and outside the top four over the last eight years they're always fourth fifth third fifth third sixth like that's what they do it's very very rare actually that city well they're different because they do stay there arsenal tottenham chelsea man united liverpool all actually ever have good years at the same time that's actually (laughs) the rarity yeah It is far more common that at least one of them, if not two of them, are having a meltdown. So this whole thing of, well, they'll improve and they'll improve and they'll improve. They won't all improve. And the ones that do, there'll be another one that drops out because that's what happens every single season. Give me a year when that didn't happen. No, you're right. It never happens. You're right, bro.
1: It's it's completely true. There's a few people that have done doing some uh, fact-checking for us, and I appreciate this. And I trust you. RIR says, lads, I've double-checked. This for you, United have been in the top four since the 18th game of the season, didn't drop out once in the final 20 games, yet we stumbled across. Yeah. Lol. Um, Also as well, Dave Harrington says, three out of the last six seasons, we finished above Liverpool
0: so this I mean obviously that we're not we're not yeah. so naive to sit here and say we've been as good no as them we haven't the last they, they've we won, won a Champions that.
1: League and they've won a Premier League of course I get it. Well, this idea better. that they're the only ones that have sort of been challenging City
0: is just nonsense. Or that, they've, or that they've always challenged City
1: yeah they haven't no right. it's, it's just it's, it's that article I kind of admire the 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 nonsense of it yeah it's just like it's like he's just written it in crayon on in his own shit across the wall of his house and they printed it off for him. He took put a, it in the paper. They took a picture of it and then yeah, sent that to the Yeah, it's editor. just absolute garbage. Yeah. but he's not alone in, in the fair in, well, in the defence. Sorry, of uh, Aldo, as he's, as he's known.
0: No, and he's also he's not alone in the sort of besmirching or besmirchment of uh, of Man United. We I don't I don't know if we've got the picture. I don't think we have, but it, it doesn't really require viewing. Um, at the start of the season, only one of the twenty-two BBC football pundits. Predicted United to finish in the top three, and I think only four or five of them of that twenty-two. I think we've, we tweeted this. Predicted didn't we? us to finish even in the top four. Can we four? get? Can we, can we grab that if we've got that picture? I, yeah, think, I think it's on our Twitter. If you that.
1: go on our Twitter, it's it's. I think we tweeted it um, a, yeah, f- a few it hours ago. You'll find it if you go on media. Yeah, just it, it was four hours ago we tweeted it. So I think that's
0: worth talking about because that is. We'll get a testament to the expectations that Man United had on them this season. And it's easy for people to now go, oh we stumbled to top 4 which we didn't, um or that, you know, Ten Hag needs to watch out for Chelsea next season and Liverpool will be back and all this and all these things have You know, you get to a point where you start off here and everyone is saying he's going to be Frank De Boer 2.0. He's not good enough, winning a couple of trophies in in Ajax. And what was it that uh, Danny Murphy said? "Um, I think, United should have gone for Southgate instead of Ten Hag. I I would pick Southgate. Uh, What Ten Hag uh, has done, of course, it's incredible. Oh, sorry. Of course, it is credible winning the league three times with Ajax. And he did all right with Utrecht. He's not managed big players at a big club. So we don't know how he's going to deal with that pressure. So he started here. Then... You have those two games against Brighton and Brentford, and he goes down to here. Yeah. Then you have the Liverpool game, you the Arsenal game, the, all these things ticking, ticking, ticking away, and he builds it up and builds it up. And then you get to another point, which is an odd po- sorry, an odd point, where people then go, oh, now he's actually built up a bit of credit in the bank. Now we have to drag him back down again because we got to, you know we were allowed to praise him for a bit because the United were kind of safe so post winning that uh, league cup now it's like here's why what you did doesn't count here's why you shit unless Casemiro's playing here's why you stumbled across the finish line because it goes back to people are actually a bit scared of United again now you can praise him when United have just lost to Brentford yeah and they beat Liverpool oh that's brilliant you know making them run those miles it's easy because we're not a threat when we actually get to the point where, shit, they're winning trophies again. They've got another cup final ahead of them. Yeah. Then the old thing of, I used to play for Liverpool, I don't like Man United. All of that comes back out because people are genuinely thinking, if United get a cane or whatever, then we could be a real danger next season. Yeah. And I think, you know, now we're back to United are our rival again. We hate them, they're shit, ten hogs, rubbish, and they've just stumbled across the finish line where well, it's rubbish. And here's the predictions at the start of the season as you want to see here. So there you can go. see
1: there's quite a lot of people there you've got. Lots of ex-footballers, the likes of um Dion Dublin, yeah. Chris Sutton, Mickey Richards, Rob Green, Martin Keown, Jonathan Woodgate. So there's, yeah. there's a broad spectrum. You've got ex-Everton, Liverpool, City, West Ham, Spurs. There's yeah. there's all sorts in there. To be fair, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, what Rob Green had was second. Yeah. I think Dion had us fourth and Nedamanu had us fourth. Yeah. So out of all those, there's only three that had us in the top four and only one who had us in the top three, which yeah. is Rob Green. <clears throat> I mean, that all that shows for me, right, I'll be honest with you. I don't think and i look at the these lists, this list, I don't think it's that ridiculous. In in, in if I'm being brutally honest. I yeah. don't think all these pundits predicting United would struggle in the top four. No, I can't I get it. No, right? I do I do. Yeah. Because I sat here and I said, there is a scenario where we improve and we still finish sixth this season because everyone else could have good seasons. Everyone else can strengthen. Eric tonight's got a lot to deal with. Mm -hmm. We've got the Ronaldo situation. We've lost a lot of players in the summer. He's bringing in new signings. Mm. There's there's a lot going on. So it can be a case of this season, he's steadying the ship a little bit and there's progress and then the following season will kick on. So I understand it. I think what that image and those predictions highlight is the job that Erickson has done. He's exceeded, other than Robert Green, who had a second, almost every pundit's expectation. So you can't have it both ways. You can't say, I didn't think he'd do this well, and he hasn't done a good job. And I don't think, to be fair, anyone's saying he hasn't done a good job. What I have seen a little bit of He's downplaying the job he's done. Yeah. Where it's like, well, he's done all right. Well, I think mm. none of you had him
0: or, finishing or, well, in well, top the top three, other than Robert Green. Yeah. Exactly. That's just that was that's a good point to illustrate what the expectation was at the start of the yeah. season. And the things people, the, the, the likes of things people are saying is, like you said, they only they only did it because City and Chelsea, uh, Liverpool and Chelsea had bad seasons. That's one that you hear a lot. Yeah. The other one is uh, I wouldn't get carried away. Yep. The other one is you know it's all well and good doing that, but you know he, uh, he's not going to be able to take him to the next level. But people didn't think we'd do this well no so what's to say that we might or 10 Hag might keep sort of overachieving or maybe doing slightly better than people think it will like it's just like I said you get to a point where you're so bad that your rivals feel sorry for you and can safely praise you because you know you're no threat and then you get back up to a point where actually there's a chance they could do something here we better start knocking them again and I think we're sort of tipping back over into that a little bit which I absolutely love personally.
1: I I, I have as well, and I, I completely agree. And it's easy to dismiss it. I think it was 22 pundits who've worked for the BBC. Yeah. And you think of how many thousands of football matches they've played between them. And some of them, are, I think I think all of them actually played football at some level, the, the sort of the experiences there, the fact that a lot of them were working for the BBC, the covering football, and they, yeah. they looked at it and they thought, you United just don't have much of a chance. And I think that's testament as, as we've both said, to so the
0: job that, that Eric Ten has done. What do you think about the Southgate one? Because I know I mentioned it before, but like Danny Murphy saying, what Ten Hag has done, of course, is credible winning the league three times with Ajax, and he did all right with Utrecht. He's not managed big players at a big club, so we don't know how he's going to deal with the pressure. And obviously, before that, he said, I would pick Southgate. Um, talking about who United should be. It have gone feels
1: for. very much like a sort of. Almost like a basic argument that's probably gonna a, a lot of people who don't like United are probably gonna get on board with. Yeah, Southgate's done well. F- this is before the World Cup as well, don't forget. Because yeah. the, well, the World Cup sort of dimmed some of his luster a bit, didn't it? Because we were yeah. disappointed in the World Cup. Whereas in the Euros and the previous World Cup, we'd done well. And I think you can almost a lot of people did anyway. And I didn't even watch it. The I don't remember, the Nations League, whatever it's called, yeah. people just sort of went on, mm, not even cares? is that? Yeah. Whereas getting to the semi final of the World Cup. On foreign soil as well which is the best result equal the best result we've ever had and getting to the Euros final there's a real positivity around gareth southgate and a lot of, sort of love for him yeah. so you go in look gareth southgate now anyone who watches football and has got a bit of a longer memory than the last two years or three years or five years even can you remember that gareth southgate at middlesbrough got him relegated and then got sacked when they were in the championship and he's not really showing anything where you go he'd be great at having the tactical ingenuity no. to mastermind you getting United back to the top of the Premier League. I just don't see it at all. I think if you were to give Gareth Southgate the job at say Brighton or even mm. Brentford or any other would be, yeah. I don't think he gets them to Ball the left. levels yeah, why not? The yeah. I don't I don't think he's that good a manager. I think he's a good international manager in terms of especially mm. getting a group together and getting them all on the
0: same page and I think a lot more international football is a yeah. lot more or international management is a lot more about motivation and team spirit yeah. than than league football is. Yeah. League football is about tactics, repeatability, yeah. creating chances consistently yeah. over a long period of time, which he's not very good at. No, and I he's
1: think, not. the tactically he's been found out. Yeah,
0: and I and I, def- I, I have and would defend Southgate in no, certain aspects have. because I think that people are applying uh, league management. Constructs to an international manager's sort of body of work, and I think that's unfair and actually just wrong. But that doesn't mean that he would make a good job at Man United. He would be awful at Man United. He's been a, an average to poor f- uh, league team manager, mm. like club team manager. He's he's not been he very got, good at that. He got the. Like why would you even hate. think that? He's I been
1: would, shit. I was gonna be. He's been good at England, I, I was but that's be it. all uh, Andy Tate. Then he got the job on a technicality, yeah. but he kind of did, didn't he? Because Big Sam got sacked for. Fake news Isn't things. Bad? I, don't
0: sort bad. Just on big things.
1: And he was like ready to step
0: in his caretaker and then. Big Sam's gone, hasn't he? Isn't it sad? Because he. Where did he. Was it Everton he did before? He's West, West Brom Because he'd never been relegated ever. Right. He'd never been relegated yeah. in his career. Then he got the England job. Which was a sort of culmination of this sort of 20 years of of management having this reputation no nonsense but actually when you look at the details a good reliable manager gets the england job gets sacked in this sort of weird undercover sting job thing like something from a film then he's out in the wilderness for a few years gets the west brom job i think that was his first job back wasn't it then gets them relegated first ever relegation in his career then he's out again in the wilderness then gets the Leeds job gets them relegated I think his last two jobs now he's been relegated, having never been relegated before. He's like on the cusp of that's it for Big Sam. I mean, to be fair, he's 68. So, I know, but I, know, I
1: mean, I know. Listen, yeah. I know managers managing to the seventies. Look at what Roy Hodgson's doing. I just
0: feel he's he, no, he's not the got the reputation that he had. That's what I mean. I feel a bit bad. Yeah, for him. The, all he did was take a little bribey. Yeah. We've all done that. We've all took a backhand, haven't we, Jay?
1: Yeah, of course we have. Take him every day. Um, so yeah the the, um, the West Brom job didn't work out and listen he gets my vote relegating Leeds yeah. I think he's ace that's the best thing he's ever done it literally is that well and
0: was it drinking a pint of wine by himself in a pub dancing
1: in Marbella as well is a good I've seen the dancing yeah, video that. of him I love all that he's dancing Fantastic. like he's 21 years
0: old um, before we wrap up Wally of the Week oh my Wally of the Week is ESPN oh go on and the people replying to them. Maybe it's just Twitter. Actually, Twitter might be. I like this. Because first Twitter. of all, you've
1: always got some big sort of brand yeah, or scope. Yeah,
0: it's never like an individual. It's no. always like a, a, an organization or a platform. Well, first of all, the for you page on Twitter or whatever it's called, the yeah, that needs binning, is up. horrendous. Yeah, it used Twitter used to be a. Sort of reverse chronological order of people you follow's tweets. Yeah. Then they sort of updated it to be a reverse chronological order of people you follow's tweets plus some of the highlights of people you follow or people or things that people you follow like. Yeah. To sort of get, fair enough, I get that. I, I maybe want to see something that you like of someone that I don't necessarily follow if it's noteworthy. Now it is just an absolute just things called like memeology and the woke brigade and like people who have never celtics republic just basketball highlights like all these things that i don't give a how things work things that i don't want to see all all the time including espnfc so they tweeted today saying uh it was a picture of rashford from this season and ronaldo from last season marcus rashford almost matched cristiano ronaldo's gold tally from last season purposefully Purposefully, steering up shit. There. Yeah, of course. ESPN have got form for that. But then the replies are just an absolute smorgasbord of people who have paid for Twitter Blue with pictures of Steph Curry as their like Twitter uh, as their uh, icon, saying things like, "All I see here is that Prime Rashford couldn't match washed Ronaldo." And it's like five and five less games for ronaldo and he was 37 and they call one of them the greatest players of all time finished and all the, all this thing of like ronaldo's worst is better than rashford's best no disrespect to anyone but these are just the levels there are so many things wrong with what people are saying, Jay. And yeah. I hate Twitter at yeah. the moment. Like, that isn't in all competitions, first of all. Rashford has got six more goals than Ronaldo did in all competitions. Secondly, Cristiano Ronaldo was on 500 grand a week and is widely regarded as the second or, or first Best player in the history of football, so the standards are slightly higher. When you're being paid the most of anyone in the league, and you're Cristiano Ronaldo, he didn't score as many as Rashford. He was playing as a number nine by himself yeah. in a team that finished sixth. Rashford has done that on the wing in a team that has finished third. Like, but everyone knows this, don't they? Yeah. What is, is is Twitter full of people who are pretending to be thick to wind other people up, or is it just people who are just bonkers? I think Golden boy Rashford against finished Ronaldo, crying laughing emojis. One th- And it's not like no laugh, 1,100 likes on that yeah,
1: team. Yeah, like, there's, there's, there's this weird, weird thing. I think there's certain players who people love to hate on Rashford's one of them. I've yeah. seen a lot of nonsense about Rashford. The kid had a 30-goal season and yet he still gets stick. Yeah. And I don't know what planet some people are living on. I've heard nonsense like, oh, if we didn't have Rashford. We'd have someone else in who'd score those goals. Well, okay, how are we getting on the other wing? How are them yeah. lads doing over there? Where between all of them, they haven't got anywhere near the amount of goals that Marcus Rashford has. And I'm not dissing them, I'm just pointing out it's not a given that your wingers are going to score you 30 goals. That's not how life works in football. And also as well, how many trophies did we win under Ronnie? Yeah. This time round, I know we did first time round. We we didn't win any. I don't don't like to hate on Ronnie because I thought in that final season, he did turn up, he did score goals. He went through a traumatic experience. Yeah. I wouldn't have blamed him if he'd have took the season off after that happened. I wouldn't have. I would not have criticised him. And he came back quite early and he carried on scoring goals and he won us a few games as well, almost single-handedly with his hat-tricks and stuff. So you've got to give him credit. But using that as a reason to bash Rashford, who's just had a fantastic season for Manchester United where he's got loads of goals, he's got important goals, he's helped us win a trophy, he's helped us get Champions League football, he's helped us get to the FA Cup final, is insane
0: yeah and another one it's just a tweet it's a picture of you know you get these like premier league uh website uh screenshots where it's like all the stats or basically the all selected stats. The stats so it's ronaldo on the on this side rush on this side and the tweet says 37 years old and finished versus Starboy at 29 years old he's 29 he's t- he, he's twenty five. Like, it doesn't he's, even matter. But twenty five till he's twenty nine. One hundred and sixty three people have liked that. Like Twitter is. John The John Aldridge right.
1: That, John Aldridge that John sounds Aldridge like He's from the John Aldridge school of facts. Uh, he, like, he's actually yeah. actually Marcus Rashford. Uh, he's Ronaldo's forty eight, and Rashford's twenty eight. So yeah. there's a twenty year difference, and Marcus Rashford scored forty seven goals fewer. Than the, what Cristiano Ronaldo managed this morning. It's just bizarre. It like is, it, um, none of it
0: makes any sense whatsoever.
1: like says this is in the super chat. He says super chat. You got to read it. Don't read it. What are you nervous for? He says I watched the Stratford Paddock announcement video the other day. Jay had a fat head and a beard back then. Well, it's good to see one of them's gone. Yeah. Anyway, so thanks for that. like I don't know whether that's an insult or whatever. It's quite accurate. Fat to be head fair. and a
0: beard. Well, he wasn't beard. talking about Steve McCola, was he?
1: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job we're mates to say working together. It's a good job you've got shares, bro. Otherwise, we'd have a team meeting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. They're not, yeah. Um, they for, do. yeah. Do you know what I'm going to go for? I don't want to get deep. It's the hypocrisy of all these people, right, coming out now, yeah. slagging off Schofield, right? And I've got no time for Philip Schofield. I've made my thoughts clear on him. No, you like him. Yeah, but, but it's all these people going, I knew I hated him. He's always been the wrong one. All this other nonsense when they were praising him. When he yeah. came out, they were his mates, and it's like I've known for years what he was like. And I think, why, why would you write articles sticking up for him then? I just hate
0: the hypocrisy that you see mm-hmm. from everyone around it. That's what does me in. What a bizarre situation that is. Yeah, isn't, isn't it weird it? the whole? Fil- I mean, we, we, I don't know enough, or legally know enough to yeah. know what I can and can't say about no. it. But the whole thing is mad. It's like something from the 70s. Where yeah. you think we've moved past this? We have nah. Like people with power can sort of do what they want, and the maddest thing is that people aren't. Like, how can a super injunction exist, Jay? I don't know what he's saying he he didn't have one in he okay. so I don't well, know Well maybe he did, but let's say he did Let's stick to the facts
1: though, yeah. right? He's a Tory. We know that. Do we? Selfies with Boris Johnson. Of course he is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We know all this. The way he went after Corbyn compared to how he treated Johnson, that stinks of being a Tory, doesn't it? Yeah. you know what I mean? Jump in the queue for the... Or maybe or he's all.
0: like Gary Come Neville. On. Maybe he's nastier to, to him because he he secretly likes him. Like, <laughs> Neville, like, Neville doesn't ever say anything good about Man United because he wants people to think that he doesn't like him, <laughs> but he obviously does. I think yeah, it's that. Yeah, maybe it's that. But anyway, like, we'll leave that... You, you always vote conservative, don't you, to sort of hedge your bets?
1: Yeah, well, when I seen they were winning...
0: Yeah.
1: It's, like, it's why I started supporting United in 2008. Yeah. I used to be a Stone City fan, and United started winning loads of titles and won the Champions League and that. So I yeah. thought, right, I need to stop doing this. Yeah. And now, obviously, you know, I'll be there in my City shirt. You're, you're, a,
0: you're one of the very few glory voters, aren't you? Yeah, I
1: vote for whatever team looks like winning, whatever party looks like they're winning. So look, Tories in 2010, yeah, vote w- them. Like, oh yeah, they're looking alright. Coalition, right? Okay and then, look like they were favourites. Yeah. It's like I was fuming when I voted Remain because I, I thought we were going to win. Yeah. I found out it was Leave and wanted to change my vote. Afterwards, wouldn't let me. Too late.
0: <laughs> Can't go back can i join again.
1: the leave party because they've won no your votes final so gutted anyway I'm going to wrap it up there uh big thank you to our sponsors go and check them out there's yeah. links in the description joseph smith yeah where can people find you
0: uh just online surfing through the absolute bog that is uh current twitter um usually just knocking about there on the you don't do Joe's Twitter do as well i i go on it a lot yeah but i just i i it it, it Stuff like that winds me up you, too
1: I know, you know, I know you don't do Twitter. Sometimes I'll get a like from you for a tweet from about three weeks ago where I've mentioned you. Yeah,
0: because it's at the top of my little page. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know where it's like recommended for yeah. you.
1: And I, mentioned, I used to mention you all the time on Twitter and you never notice it because you don't go on it. Yeah. And now I know it's like sometimes I'll get a notification and I'll be like, oh, oh yeah,
0: Joe Joe's made his annual trip to Twitter. I like it. Yeah. But come on, it's a joke, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Starboy at 29, eh?
1: Starboy, <laughs> Starboy at 29. United <laughs> oh. for his six points... In front of Liverpool, uh, according to the the internet. Anyway, go and check out Joe. You know where to find him. Sloppy Joe's podcast as well. You can find producer Ethan there. Um, Make sure you are hitting like, share, and subscribe to this channel. You know where to find me as well, Jay Motte. This has been the Paddock Podcast. That's been Joe. I've been Jay. Thanks for watching.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.